Well, we are looking at a story now that still has many questions, and it all has to do with a man by the name of Dan Alder. He lost his life. This happened while he was working on a crane at Delta Port one year ago. He suffered a medical emergency, and there are many questions about how things unfolded that day and the circumstances leading up to what happened. Well, joining me on the line to talk more about this is Zach Vesera, labor reporter for the TIE. Zach, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you have been reporting on this, and I know you have been talking with the family of Dan Alder. Can you just take us back a bit and explain what we know about what happened that day? On December 14th, 2022, Dan Alder was working his job as a mechanic at Delta Port. That's a massive container terminal near Tawasin, if you don't know it. Uh, Dan was working maintenance there and was repairing a part of a gantry crane. And while he was doing this work, he was 150 feet above the ground. That's 23 flights of stairs. While he was working, he suffered a medical emergency and collapsed. First responders rushed to the scene but weren't able to reach Alder quickly because the elevator on that gantry crane was broken that day. For the same reasons, his colleagues could not transport him to the ground. They actually had to put him on a floating platform in the air and essentially improvise a way to lower him several meters through the air so that a firefighter on a cherry picker could pick him up and bring him down to the ambulance. Unfortunately, Dan passed away on the scene. Now, when you hear that story told that way, your first impression is that this is a horrific, terrible accident. But after some reporting, we found that the elevators on these Ganja cranes were frequently broken and that this was a safety problem often raised by employees there who worried about medical emergencies, uh, what would happen in the event of a medical emergency if someone was stuck up there. Um, we learned later that an inspector then looked at the work site, came and visited, and determined that there were six violations of Canada's safety laws. They found that Delta Port did not have an emergency response plan to get people off of those cranes and found that they had failed to actually assess the danger of working on those cranes, particularly when the elevators were not working. And that's essentially how Dan Alder came to pass away. Uh, so do we know then with with the finding of those six safety violations and the issues with the elevators not working, is it something the Delta Port has addressed or have they given you any information or any response to, to whether or not they knew about this or there were plans they were trying to fix it? Delta Port has acknowledged uh, Alder's death. Delta Port has said they had launched their own internal investigation to look into the matter. Um, but beyond that, they have told me very, very little. We know that a federal investigation into this does continue after that initial inspection found those violations. There's no timeline on when that federal investigation may conclude, but it's potential, there's a potential that if they find negligence on the part of Delta Port, they could force the company to pay a fine and even recommend criminal charges, something that is fairly rare in Canada but does occur. But does occur. Now, I know you've been speaking as well with uh, Dan Alder's uh, family and some of their concerns. And the fact, too, that, that from reading your work on this, they felt pretty left out about uh, not only the investigation, but also kind of getting details on what happened. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more than left out. Uh, the family was obviously devastated by Dan's passing. He was a very loved man, a very generous, kind man. Um, and after he died, the family was essentially told nothing about some of the events that I've just told you about. And they knew that he died on the job. They understood he had had a medical emergency, but they weren't told that, the, that there had been this inspection and that there had been these safety violations found. They weren't told about the fact that there's a federal investigation that still continues to this day. They weren't told, in other words, 
about the fact that there were, had been questions raised about how foreseeable this was and whether this could have been prevented. Uh, and in fact, the only reason we at the TIE learned about this is because of a whistleblower by the name of Lawrence Stevens, who very bravely came forward. He actually resigned his own role in the union to spread the word about this. But unfortunately, the family, you know, wasn't told by the union, wasn't told by the union, by the company, or by the federal government about this investigation and about these questions. They found out about this through our reporting on the subject, uh, and I think that it's fair to say that they felt extremely left out by this. And was there any reason given for that in that was the company or or the federal investigation they were waiting until perhaps they had finished the investigation or uh, they didn't want uh, to to get the hopes up, I suppose, of the family for getting answers? Or did you get any sense that there was a reason why the family was left out? It's a question that I pose to all of the folks involved. Uh, Deltaport told me that, you know, in their words, it's not their protocol to tell people about their internal processes. The union, the International Longshore uh, Warehouse Union Local 502, has not responded to my questions about why this happened, and and nor has the federal government. Uh, I'd point out that in my experience covering workplace deaths at the TIE, it's fairly common in my experience that family members are kind of kept abreast of these investigations as they're happening. You know, think about it. If, If, God forbid, if a loved one of ours were to pass away in a traffic accident or something where, you know, criminal, uh, you know, criminal foul play was suspected, we would expect authorities to keep us you know, appraised of what was happening in those cases. And that, that didn't happen here. I'll note as well that over the course of this investigation, I have spoken on and off record with current and former members of the union. And a couple have told me that they were specifically told to not speak to media about this case. Um, a couple also gave that reason as being that they didn't want to ruin or affect the family's chances of any kind of legal settlement in the future. But that seems somewhat dubious, given the fact that the family was never told about this situation. Well, and that was my next question. I know that you haven't been able to get a lot from the union or the union isn't saying much about this. But if other employees, um, not only talking about this case, but have other employees or, or have you been able to find out, had there been other complaints or concerns raised specifically about elevators being broken? Many, over a course of years, this was a persistent and constant problem at Delta Port. Uh, Emergency responders I spoke to said that just a few weeks before Dan died, they had been phoned to Delta Port for a similar instance where some workers were trapped on this this same crane uh, because of a problem with the elevator. Um, I got a copy of a hazard report from just a few weeks before Dan died where a worker, again, complained about this as a specific issue and specifically said, look, if someone has a medical emergency, how are we going to get them down safely? I even talked to a worker who a few years ago suffered a fall while he was on one of those cranes and injured his shoulder and leg. He wasn't able to walk, and by his own account, he basically had to crawl down 150 feet, 23 flights of stairs, and that was his only way of getting off this crane. Uh, It's something the union has been raising as a safety concern for years, and they claim that it has not been properly addressed. All right. Well, I know you are going to continue uh, looking into this and uh, and filing and writing about this. We'll have to leave it there for today, Zach. But again, thank you so much for joining us to talk more about this story. Thank you for having me.